0: Yep, we're on now. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We gotta run that shit. Bike! What's crocking, big dogs? Welcome, bike, to the channel. Welcome, bike, to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas, as y'all know. This is BDGE. There's a whole lot of gang shit going on. Got rookie drafts kicking off. We just, 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 as of about an hour ago... Updated our rookie ADP data So after the NFL draft happened We asked everybody that joined Big Dog's leagues last year To send us over the link to their sleeper rookie draft So that we can compile ADP data from real leagues From real paid rookie leagues Okay, None of this bullshit you see floating around Twitter None of these fake expert mock draft shits they got going on Real ADP data so we just updated it. I think the sample size was like 25 drafts. So it's some some real thick shit. It's up on the site right now, bdge.store, bdge.store. You could also sign up for a membership there if you're trying to join some dynasty leagues this year. This video in particular is going to run through the end of your rookie drafts, okay? Listen, you go through the first rounds, the second round, third round. I also would like to take a side note real quick while people while people gather in and and. and and uh, join the live stream. Thank you for everybody who's in here right now. If you own more than five of the first round picks in your rookie drafts, you are an asshole, okay? You're an asshole. There's no reason to own picks one through five and then seven and then 10 again. Scott, you know I love you. But if you own the entire first round, you're an asshole. All right. I'm jealous. It's fine. You were already in the championship last year. There's no reason to have the next eight best rookies in the following year. And then you already got six after the first round, you get to the second round. And since we know this class in particular stinks, this class stinks. And honestly, it's even worse. If you're in a one quarterback league, this class really stinks. At least if you got you know all the first round picks And then a couple early second rounders, you can walk away with like four good quarterbacks if you wanted to and then flip them for trade value. But this class stinks. Except for some of the guys that we don't know about. We have a lot of the guys, the reason this class stinks is because so many guys got hyped up and then they went to their pro days and they were slow and they were small. And then the NFL draft happened and they dropped in capital. But there's a lot of under the radar players that you should be stashing on your taxi squads. Okay, if you're new to Dynasty, If you're not familiar with what a taxi squad is, a taxi squad is basically you choose a number that you want to have the taxi squad consist of. Usually it's around four players and a taxi squad is almost like your, uh, your practice squad. Like in a real NFL team, they got the practice squad, right? Where those guys don't count against the 53 man active roster. You have a taxi squad on your dynasty team where you plant guys, you plant guys, that you know are going to take a, a a lot of soil, a lot of sunlight, a lot of water, a lot of loving in order to grow into an actual active player on your roster. So this taxi squad is basically un, uh, players that are unusable. Once you put them onto the taxi squad, they stay there um, until you want to activate them and then you can't put them back on the taxi squad. So taxi squad is like an extra portion of your roster that doesn't count against your active roster. So if you got 28 active roster spots, you might have a taxi squad of four, but that doesn't count against your 28 active roster spots. So you're looking at rookies. And for the most part, the settings that I play, my favorite settings are four uh, taxi squad spots. You can only put rookies onto the taxi squad. And they could stay there for up to two years, okay? So technically, players that are not rookies can be on the taxi squad, but the only way they get there is by being placed on the taxi squad during their rookie season and you keeping them there throughout the, the first and second season. So some guys who you know just aren't gonna touch the field the first year, throw them onto the taxi squad. Uh, hopefully, they develop the first year. If they don't, you can keep them on the taxi squad for a second year. That is the longest length longest length that we allow players to sit on the taxi squad for in my dynasty leagues and the ones that i commission which are every single fucking one of them okay so you can sit there at the end of the second year you could either throw them off the taxi squad or you can um or you can cut them from your team or you could do whatever you want but they cannot remain on the taxi squad afterwards guys you're looking for on the taxi squad a lot of a lot of times uh, you go into your rookie drafts or you go into the NFL draft with these preconceived notions of a certain player, a guy that you might have saw a YouTube highlight from, and then you stick to that, right? The the fucking fastest, most twitchiest, the twitch god under the radar, fucking YouTube clickbait title name for a video, right? That's what these guys do. There's there are kids in college that literally all they do is is make like weird clickbait titles for a backup wide receiver for north carolina state tech university and they're like the best wide receiver you've never heard of and it's like yeah we've never heard of him because he fucking stinks those are the guys that you'll probably end up throwing onto your taxi squad all right you want like high upside guys you want guys that are a little bit raw maybe they're really young but they're athletic they didn't get the draft capital and you want to give them a year or two to uh develop okay and these are the guys we're looking at and since we've compiled the adp data right I want to look at some of the guys going in the back half of the the fourth round and some guys going into the fifth round. And again, this ADP data is available on bdge.store. So, the first guy I want to look at and and basically we're going to we're going to go position by not position by position, but I'm going to look at the running backs first. And um I'll 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 we'll go into some of the more well-known names that are probably going to be drafted in your league. Uh, but maybe they're not because we're looking at ADP data. And the first guy I just want to talk about is Javian Hawkins. Javian Hawkins was a running back from Louisville. And in our ADP, he is the 409, okay? There's only 12 picks in the fourth round and then your rookie drafts are done. So there's a chance that Javian Hawkins is not selected in your rookie draft. On average, he is the 41st pick at the 409, which is crazy because he's the running back 11 in rookie drafts. And at that point in rookie drafts, 21 wide receivers have been picked. And nine quarterbacks have been picked. Just tells you how shitty of a running back class this truly is. So Javion Hawkins is currently going at the 409. Again, that's probably a 50-50 chance he does not get picked in your rookie draft. javen Hawkins was supposed to be a lot faster. He was supposed to be maybe a little bit heavier than he came in. He ended up coming in at like 183 pounds, 5'9", ran a 4-5-1. We were told he was going to run like high 4-3s. He lands with the Atlanta Falcons as an undrafted free agent. He does not get drafted. So a lot of people, um, one, you know, he goes into the draft as this under, not under the radar necessarily, but undersized guy. So we're like, okay, if he gets draft capital, Intriguing landing spot. He could do some damage. My comp for him was like a Philip Lindsay, and I, I said a few times I thought it would be a really good counterpart to a guy like Mike Davis. That's what Atlanta needs. They need a Chuba Hubbard. They need a uh, Javien Hawkins. Not someone that we need to invest high draft capital to, to that needs to take over the backfield, but a guy that can add an explosive factor to the backfield. And that's what I think Javien Hawkins does. When you look back at last year's roster for the Falcons, we had Todd Gurley, we had Ito Smith. And we had Brian Hill take up 95.2% of our running back touches. Those three dudes, gone. So that opens up an entire backfield of touches, Mike Davis is obviously going to take the large majority of them. Allison is there, but he stinks. The guys that Javian Hawkins is competing with are horrible behind Mike Davis. Now, as an under, everyone we talk about is very, 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 very unlikely to hit in the NFL. But these are the guys you want to throw into your taxi squads. Or, you know, you could put anyone on your taxi squad. You could put Trevor Lawrence on your taxi squad if you want. But once they go on the taxi squad and you activate them, you can't put them back on there. Okay, so if you have a guy that, you know, long term needs to stay on there, you're wasting a taxi squad spot. So if you put like two studs, two rookie studs on your taxi squad, then the season begins. You can't be moving players in and out. You can't be putting players onto the taxi squad afterwards. Maybe you can, depending on your league settings. It's all fucking weird. Doesn't matter. Um, Javian Hawkins is an explosive piece to a backfield that doesn't have any explosiveness. And that's what I like about him. He's a very different type of player to what the Falcons have right now Davis is a bigger player He's good in the pass catching situations He'll be fine on the goal line We've got a lot of early down work But Javian Hawkins is a guy who broke out as a sophomore Over, uh, you know, 1,700 yards from scrimmage Can play, he can play He can, uh, he, he's agile He has some bursts to him And he can make the, he can hit the home run So the fact that there's just no opportunity To be taken by anyone else besides Mike Davis Gives Hawkins a semi-decent path to touches as soon as his rookie year they have arthur smith coming in so this is going to be a much more balanced offense right uh Javen hawkins's strength is not catching the ball his strength is not pass catching so in an offense where arthur smith is going to be more balanced and give the running backs more carries i like Javen hawkins man i like him i think he's a really really good end of the fourth round pick a guy I don't like at all as a player, but I think needs to get a little bit more love is Jamar Jefferson and Jamar Jefferson, obviously very well known by y'all, but right now in our ADP, he is the five Oh six. I don't think he will actually go undrafted in most of the drafts that I will do. So I'm actually might need to recheck this, but um, right now after Javin Hawkins, you have Kylan Hill at the running back 12 and then Jamar Jefferson at the running back 13 down at the five Oh six. So technically he's out of the first four rounds and I don't think that's like absurd based based on his pro day, which was terrible. He came in way undersized. We thought he was going to be like a 215 220 guy. He ended up being 206. We thought he was going to run like a four four flat. He ended up running a four, five, six, I want to say four, six, five. So even worse, just a horribly athletic player. Like if you look out on playerprofiler.com, you go over to Jamar Jefferson's athletic profile. It is little just like baby speed bumps along the way of his profile. He ends up going in the seventh round. He ends up going in the seventh round uh, to the Detroit Lions. Now, Carrion just got waved. Carrion just got that fucking axe, all right? Um, his knee had basically, sorry, Animal and Snacks won't stop texting in our group chat. We got our rookie draft. We got our Go Fade Me rookie draft going on right now. And we're going to jump into that at the end of the live stream and uh, talk about some of the picks I've made thus far. We're in the middle of it. I want to say we just wrapped up the second round. Um, and then we'll get into some of the picks some of the trades that I've made I think I've made like three or four trades already during the rookie draft but Jamar Jefferson Karen Johnson gets cut right it took an axe to his knee which they didn't need to do because his knees basically acted like they've had an axe hit them multiple times since his NFL career started and Adrian Peterson's not back either I listen we all love DeAndre Swift super talented guy do we ever trust that DeAndre Swift is going to be like a twenty-five touch game guy? No, twenty-five touch per game guy. That I don't know what the fuck I am saying on live streams. Um, let me make sure the YouTube is working and make sure the volume's on because that would be really, really bad. Uh, yeah, so, so, so Jamar Jefferson goes into a situation where, like, I don't know if he's going to be any good. I don't know if he'll get any touches, but the opportunity, just like Javian Hawkins, is there because on and Adrian Peterson are gone. They did sign Jamal Williams. Okay. They signed Jamal Williams, and I think that kind of makes Jamar Jefferson a little bit uh, redundant in terms of his skill set. But Jamar Jefferson was, he, he really brought a lot of home run speed to the field in college, and his freshman year was outstanding. He broke out like really, really young when he was 18 years old, had a monster season at Oregon State. Uh, and you'd like to think he'd recapture that at some point. Uh, he had a shortened season this year, but averaged a shitload of rushing yards per game. He had the home run ability. Um, it's gonna to be tough to 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 kind of pull up the ladder there and and rise above Jamal Williams. I just signed him to the contract. But this is why you this is why you throw a guy like him on the taxi squad. Because Detroit is so used to using some sort of running back carousel, because they've used guys like Bo Scarborough and they've used guys like fucking uh I don't know. The Lions have just used an absurd Player, like running back group over the last like five or so years they're a franchise that's probably going to continue to do that i don't care if it's matt patricia i don't care if it's whoever the fuck is the running back coach or the the coach right now bites knees and whatever um jamar jefferson is a guy that i would throw on my taxi squad because he he produced at a very high level in college and Kini Nuangu. i don't know if i said that right Nuangu Kini Nwangwu. Nuangwu uh, running back from Iowa State. We want to talk about a guy who produced in college, Jamar Jefferson. Keeney is the opposite of that. He did not produce at any level. They're basically polar opposites. Nuangu and Jamar Jefferson. Nuangu is single-handedly the most athletic running back in this class. He did not produce a lick of fucking statistics at Iowa State for a few reasons. He was there for five years, so he's old. He's already 23 years old. He was the first. He, this this is what this is crazy to me he didn't do anything in college. he was the sixth running back off the board this year in the NFL draft to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we're gonna break down why I think that is and and what role he'll play with Minnesota but in the fourth round he went in the fourth round he was 12 picks after michael Carter okay and I have seen him go basically undrafted in most rookie drafts he is uh a fifth round pick in the adp as well so he is a guy that you can get onto your taxi squad most likely. Now, Keeney, again, one of the most athletic running backs, tested as the most athletic running back in this class, six foot, 210 pounds, ran a four, three, seven, 40 yard dash, puts him in the 99th percentile, speed scores up there, his burst agility, all that shit is <whistles> sky high. So what the, what the problem is, the problem is his entire career at Ohio Iowa State, he was behind David Montgomery, and then he was behind Brees Hall. Now, Brees Hall is going to be the RB one in next year's class. A lot of people are going to get cute and want to talk about Spiller. They want to talk about whoever they want to talk about is Brees Hall. Brees Hall is the RB1 for 2022. So Keeney had to sit behind David Montgomery for David Montgomery's career. He also missed an entire season in 2017. I believe it was uh, an Achilles injury. I'm not sure. Some lower body injury that caused him to miss the entire year. So behind David Montgomery, then Brees Hall comes in and is basically the best running back in the country right now. So he never got a chance to showcase his skills. You can look at it one of two ways. Like both of these guys are going to be really good NFL backs, Hall and David Montgomery, and that would make sense. If you're in college and you have to compete with some of the best running backs in the world, maybe you don't get as much play time. The other side of the coin, of course, is if you're fucking good enough you should get on the field. His best career season was his last year, 2020, when he was 23 years old already, ran for 339 yards, okay? So the appeal here is, is his athletics are out of control, okay? Just go to player profile or type his name his, his name in K-E-N-E. It'll pop up. Most athletic running back in the class. Now, the sixth running back off the board, which was a, a very big surprise to me. Six running back off the board. He goes to Minnesota where Dalvin cook gets 90% of the work. Alexander Madison has not been impressive since his time in the NFL has come and gone. Um, and then they re-signed Amir Abdullah to a one-year deal. Now Keeney most likely will contribute on special teams. He can be the returner for them. He basically makes Amir Abdullah redundant. Okay. Uh, he is the athletic running back that won't get a lot of touches right now. And, They signed Amir Abdullah, but this immediately puts him on the chopping block, right? Like, he's not guaranteed any money. They're not going to have a dead cap if he gets cut. Um, So, I wouldn't be surprised if them getting Keeney meant, especially with fourth-round capital, it's not like they let him fall to the sixth round or something. Getting with the fourth round probably means that Amir Abdullah's time in Minnesota is coming to an end. Okay, so... I don't know what they're going to do with Alexander Madison. Uh, Dalvin Cook will be there for a while. He's got that extension. But this is a, a player that you throw in your taxi squad because the upside with the athleticism is fucking real. Do I think he's a good runner? I watched his film. No, I think he's kind of trash, to be honest with you. I think he runs like he's fucking uh, in the basement of his, of his childhood home and he just turned the last light off and like fucking he thinks a monster's coming to swipe his Achilles. Like he's prancing around all the time and shit. That's how I think. He runs I don't think he's that good but these are the running backs that I think should be on your radar there's one more running back that I think should be on your radar actually there's a few running backs that should be on your radar but I'm just talking here you guys could throw in the comments throw in the comments down below if you're watching this after the live stream throw in the live stream comments I'll jump into them after I'm done fucking yelling at you guys for a long time who you guys like uh in this class as sleepers as guys to throw in your taxi squad this other guy Jared Dokes that got drafted by uh, Miami right we all thought Miami was going to take a running back. And they didn't until the seventh round. His best comparable is TJ Yeldon because he's built 5'11, 228 pounds, almost 23 years old, seventh round pick out of Cincinnati. Okay. So he's he's thick, 228 pounds, but he's got a 62nd percentile speed score. So his weight adjusted speed score for his four, six, three, forty yard dash. Not bad. His burst score, though, is in the 87th percentile. So when you look at guys that are big, um, that have some burst, tough to bring down because of their size. He's a guy that fits that mold. It's not like Miami should be, you know, we have Miles Gaskin there. We have Salvin Ahmed, but they're not, you know, by no means is his coaching staff loyal to those guys. Like, they're just guys in the cog right now. They'll play whoever does the best fucking for them on the field. And Dokes could be one of those guys. So Dokes is an intriguing prospect because of his size, because of his athletics, and because of the backfield that he ends up going into, if two hits, this is obviously going to be a very, very, very good offense. And you want the running back associated with it right now. It's Miles Gaskin. But in two games, it could be Ahmed. And then two games after that, it could be fucking Patrick Laird. Two games after that, it could be Jared Dokes. We don't know. But he's someone that I would keep an eye on. And if you have a taxi squad spot and you're just like, I don't know any of these names on there, Dokes is a guy to look at. Let's move over to some wide receivers. Simi Fahoko. Simi Fajoko. I've been working on his draft profile for the uh for the big dogs dynasty slash rookie guide for like a long time I haven't been able to finish it up yet but this is a guy I've had my eye on for for a while because his size and speed is reminiscent of yes J.J. Arcega Whiteside because he uh Went to Stanford as well. He was a fifth-round pick from the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I know the Dallas Cowboys are loaded at wide receiver, but things change quickly in the NFL. Michael Gallup's contract is up at the end of this year. Amari Coopers is up at the end of next year. Do they look to move him? I don't know. The offense is explosive right now the sirens going on outside of my fucking window are extra explosive right now. I don't know it sounds like we're in the middle of fucking Middle East and there there's a there's a war going on right now. This is the shit that I have to deal with in the middle of my live stream to stay focused on Fohoko. Focus on Fohoko. 64, 222 pounds, This dude is out of Stanford. He's old 23 and a half. Here's the deal. He's like uh he's from Utah, I believe. He's he's a Mormon, so he literally went on a mission for 2 years, which is the reason he was like an all-world player in high school, all-world Utah player. And um, and he had a high hopes for college. But then he goes on this mission. And when he comes bike, he's old. He's an old man, okay? So the statistics in terms of the breakout age are not good. He broke out at almost 22 years old, 20th percentile. College target share, college dominator, college yards perception, size, speed. Runs a 4.49 at 222 pounds. 95th percentile these are the perfect guys to throw onto your taxi squad okay because he's go he goes to dallas where he's not playing in year one he's likely not playing that much in year two but by that point we'll know if he's going to be an impact player right does he get the wide receiver four row by next year maybe he'll be the wide receiver three or maybe he'll be splitting snaps for that wide receiver three by year three Maybe he is the wide receiver three, if not the wide receiver two on that team with Dak. These are the guys you let sit. You let rot. You let fucking marinate. So you don't know. Is the marinate good or is it, is it trash? You'll only know when you open the bag, right? And that's what a guy like Simi is. A couple of years down the line, you open it and it either stinks or it stinks real good. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently Okay, And I have a feeling he's going to be pretty damn good. Uh, He balled out this year in just six games, had nearly 600 receiving yards, uh, broke out the year prior at Stanford, but this year he absolutely just dominated, as he should at the age of 21 years old. But he is a guy that I will probably be stashing on all of my taxi squads. A couple other names that kind of came to my radar recently, this dude, Jonathan Adams. He is a 6'2", 210-pound wide receiver out of Arkansas State went undrafted, was just signed afterwards. And his best comparable is Travis Fulgham. And I actually remember picking up Fulgham in, uh, in one of my dynasty leagues and dropping him after like a year probably. But his profile reminded me of him. And they have very, I mean, they're the, the most similar player on player profile, that's his best player comp. But Jonathan Adams is a guy who goes to the Detroit Lions and Detroit Lions have fucking nothing in terms of wide receiver, right? They have Tyrell Williams, who is, way past his prime they have Brashad Perriman who I don't think ever had a prime maybe had like a two-game prime at one point in Tampa Bay and then like a two-game prime again in New York but they go he's going to a, a depth chart there with like Amon Ross St. Brown's about to be like the alpha in Detroit so there is just so much opportunity to be had in Detroit we have no idea how this depth chart with wide receivers is going to shake out and when you have a guy that dominated in college Target chair was up there. The Dominator is above the 50th percentile. He's got good size. Not that great of speed, but the burst score is there. 92nd percentile, catch radius in the 68th percentile. Just an interesting profile overall, and he just balled out. He's balled out each of the last two years at Arkansas State, which is, uh, I might be making that up, actually. Ar- I was about to say Arkansas State is in the SEC, but when you throw the State at the end of it, when you throw the State at the end of it, the, the game done changed. Arkansas State Conference. What conference is you in? Okay, they're in the Sunbelt Conference. All right, Jonathan. Anyways, yeah. So, Jonathan Adams is a guy that kind of just crossed my radar. I started doing a little bit more digging into him. And I like the profile. I like what I see. I like that he's a guy that I would put on the taxi squad and probably rip him off quickly because I think we'll see how this wide receiver depth chart in Detroit shakes out pretty pretty soon right i think we'll have brashad perriman i think we'll have tyrell williams i think we'll have amon ross st brown and three wide receiver sets someone might overtake tyrell williams you know maybe quintus cephas gets out there and gets some work but otherwise it's going to be tj hawkinson it's going to be Andre, deandre swift and uh jonathan adams can't beat out all these other guys who aren't that good probably won't do it down the road right like makes sense for simi fohoku you can't beat out Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb and Michael Gallup because they're all really good wide receivers. But if you're a guy like Jonathan Adams who has everything working for you and you have an easy path to opportunity or at least making plays in training camp and getting more more time on the field, and you can't do that in the first year, then I have no I have no problem getting rid of him. Let's move to. Uh, Marquez Stevenson's an interesting taxi squad guy. He goes to the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Buffalo Bills did just sign. He's a pure slack guy, Marquez Stevenson. Out of Houston, 5'10", 180 pounds. Also was in school for five years, so he's a little bit older right now. Um, He's old as shit. He's so fucking old. But they have Emmanuel Sanders they signed. They obviously got rid of John Brown. So by the end of next year, I wonder how long Cole Beasley is signed for, actually. Cole Beasley. If Marquez Stevenson is good, he could be, you know— the, the wide receiver two or three as soon as I think they I feel like they extended Cole Beasley but if Emmanuel Sanders is old and washed which I actually don't think he really is um, Marcus Stevenson is like the direct backup for either of these guys he's the direct backup for both Sanders and Cole Beasley because those guys are slack guys. So Stevenson's a guy that actually got a little bit of hype pre-draft, I remember. goes It goes to the Bills in the sixth round, so he's not undrafted. He's got a little bit of draft capital, but I feel like he's a direct backup for these other guys that they have on the roster. So you could do worse on the taxi squad than Mr. Marquez Stevenson. Who else we got? Who else we got? I like Khalil Herbert a lot. He was a guy whose film I just really, 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 really liked. Uh, he goes to Chicago in the sixth round. Obviously, there's no opportunity for him with David Montgomery there, but Uh, Behind David Montgomery, I mean, the running back depth chart is completely wide open. It is completely wide open there. I can't even name another player besides Tariq Cohen, who obviously plays a completely different role. He'll be back healthy this year. Um, but behind David Montgomery, if Montgomery would go down, Khalil Herbert would take a lot of the work in that backfield. So Khalil, Her- Khalil Herbert is a guy that I really like. I thought his tape was awesome. I know Brett Coleman loved Khalil Herbert. He was in like his second tier of running backs in this class. Doesn't get good draft capital, which was not unexpected because he's uh, he's got the size, but he's like, he's pretty slow. He's pretty unathletic and he never really pieced together a big college season. But uh, Khalil Herbert is a guy that I would be putting on my taxi squad because listen, it, it, he's one injury away from being a, a an actual player in this offense who else we got let's look at some wide receivers um you know a lot of the wide receivers like that got random draft capital like Des Fitzpatrick and uh Josh Palmer to LA Josh Palmer could be like Mike Williams next year if Mike Williams leaves so I don't hate that but I feel like most people know about him eh, Seth Williams was the guy I liked pre-draft he ends up going in the sixth round of Denver super crowded young wide receiver group but he's only 21 years old he's only 21 years old um and he's someone I'd be willing to put onto the taxi squad of mine because I liked him so much uh, pre-draft. Tamari and Terry was another guy that I liked pre-draft. He goes to Seattle, where Seattle obviously has DK Metcalf. They uh, extended Tyler Lockett, and they draft Dwayne Eskridge in the second round. So that tells you just uh, how much they didn't care about Tamari and Terry until the draft actually ended. And... Uh, what else we got? Tight ends-wise, I mean, you know Pitts, you know Firemouth. You know Hunter Long goes to Miami, but Hunter Long's definitely getting drafted in most of your rookie drafts. Brevin Jordan, ah, 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 Trey McKitty to L.A. Uh, I mean, that – Trey McKitty I don't hate. Trey McKitty I don't hate at all if he is sitting there in your fourth fourth round or if he's sitting there in a tight end premium and you can get him onto your taxi squad. That's something that I do not hate because Trey McKitty, third-round pick, goes to L.A., and L.A. has Jared Cook there now. Okay. Jared Cook will be there for one year, probably. Um, they have Donald Parham. So that, that tight end depth chart is wide open. Do I expect him to make an impact right now? Absolutely not. 22 years old, but this is why you have a taxi squad. This is why you put a guy like Trey McKitty on the taxi squad in a tight end premium league because you let Jared Cook wither away to nothing, You let him cook himself to a burnt crisp, and then he's out of L.A. And then it's, who knows, Trey McKitty season. Donald Parham season could be one of those guys. And you want him attached to an up and coming offense where they add a guy like Lindsley as their center, who was an all pro center where they don't need to ask their tight ends to block as much anymore. And you have Justin Herbert and you have an up and coming offense. One of the, uh, one of the, you know, uh, brightest up and coming offenses in the league because of Justin Herbert. So you want players attached to that on your taxi squad. Okay. So when we talk about taxi squad, you, you talk about dart throws. You're thinking about guys that have athletic profiles, uh, that can come out of nowhere. Guys that broke out at a very young age in college, and then for some reason or another, they fell in the draft. They went to a fucking Mormon. They went on a Mormon mission, or uh, they got hurt in their senior year or their junior year, and then they weren't the same in 2020. Or their stats fell off in 2020. Maybe they got COVID or some shit like that. But you want guys who normally would be looked at um, as higher draft picks, right? Maybe the NFL just didn't like them as much, but they are good enough that they showed us in their college production or the athletic measurables that they can rise up depth charts at the NFL level. Okay. Those are the guys you're looking for on your taxi squad. What do we got going on in the, uh, in the live chat sections? Let me uh, pull up my draft board for you guys so we could talk about the Go Fade me draft as well. Again, if you want all... We've got write-ups, like in-depth write-ups on every fantasy-relevant rookie right now up in the draft guide, the Rookie Dynasty Draft Guide, dot b-d-g-e.store, bdge.store. It's got the Dynasty Rookie Draft Guide, so it's got our ADP data. It's got all of our rankings for Superflex leagues. It's got... Um, all of our regular dynasty rankings, it's got a whole lot of shit. And uh, Mike Me Up will be writing our Bible. He does a startup Bible every year. So if you're getting into dynasty for the first time or you're doing new startup drafts this year, he literally shows you how to attack it fucking position by position, league setting by league setting, uh, exactly how to kill your dynasty startup draft. It's a beautifully, beautifully, beautifully written uh, scripture. Are we lagging? Are we delayed? No, we're not. Oh, we're definitely fucking delayed. Let's see. Uh, let me pull up the draft board. Flea, flick Here we go. All right. We've had a few picks made. Let's see who we got. Let's see who we got. This is my first rookie draft that started today. Davis Mills, Pat Fryermouth, Josh Palmer. Damn, I would have been up right now. This is a pick that I really, really wanted, and I did not take it. Unless someone was taking a 3-1. Yannick, if you're listening, I want this pick back. I just traded this 3-5. We're going to run through all the picks that I had. Let me just move myself up here. Let me get rid of this fucking BGE sign. All right, you can see the draft board, right? All right, so right in there, you got snacks. We got Cody, Codeine, Sexy Pats, Pretty Richie. We got Animal at the five spot. We got Yannick at six. We got the Fraud Vatch at seven. We've got Georgie Memes at one ten. We've got Scott at one eleven, and myself at one twelve as the defending champion, of course. I did not have a first-round pick this year, so you'll see as I slide over different player people's names. It'll show their draft picks, so everyone's obviously not lined up when you make trades. Scott had—what the fudge? Scott had the 101 through 105, the 107, the 19, and the 111. Uh, so that wasn't fun for anybody. He was in the championship game with me last year against me, so his team's going to be fucking ridiculous this year and now um and now yeah now everybody's fucked because Scott but I did not have my 112 because I traded my first round pick for Matt Ryan last year I needed a quarterback bad I traded him to snacks uh who was in rebuilding mode so he used the first and I guess he moved it for something because he was up at the 110 snacks took Zach Wilson at eight, Jalen Waddle at 110 basically my first pick was at the 205 And I was sitting there, and as you could see, the first uh, 16 players off the board, and I'm sitting there debating Trey Sermon or Terrace Marshall. Now, everything in my brain tells me to take Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall reunites with Joe Brady. Joe Brady obviously knows how to use the guy. He had 13 touchdowns in limited games uh, in that season in 2019 under under Joe Brady at LSU. And he goes to this offense where Brady's going to be able to use him super versatile. And uh, Robbie Anderson is going to be a free agent after this year, so he could take that number two role in an up and coming offense very, 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 very soon. Um, So Terrace Marshall was the guy I wanted to pick. However, Trey Sermon is just Trey Sermon's the guy that I would regret more if I passed up on and then he went off. He goes in the third round. They traded up to get him, which makes me a little bit more uh, happy about the pick. Basically, I took Trey Sermon at 205, and I was waiting for Snacks to get back to me because Snacks had the 206, and I was like, yo, what do you want for the 206? I also have the 208, so if you want, if you just want to move back two spots, and I'll give you a little something-something in next year's draft or something, we can make that happen. He was on a Zoom call. He just started a new job this week, so he was on it for like an hour. Couldn't get a trade done, so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to take Sermon. I know Snacks' team needed running backs, so I thought, If I took Sermon, he'd be more likely to give up the 206. I took Sermon. Then I'm on the clock at the 206. Or then he's on the clock at the 206. And I say, take the 208 and I'll give you next year, uh, third next year. And the third next year is Scott's, which will probably end up being the last pick of the round because he already won the championship, basically. Congrats, Scott. And he said, "Okay, let's do it. So I got the 206. And in my eyes, after Terrace Marshall was the last player in this entire tier, like, everybody who was picked up to the 206 was in not in one tier together, but they were all in tiers, okay? And then after Terrace Marshall, for me personally, everything fucking falls off. Everything falls off, and I want – not that I want nothing to do. Like, Amari Rodgers is fine. Amon Ross St. Brown is fine. There are a couple guys on the board that I still like. Um, but after Terrace Marshall, like, it was done for me. And I was like, if I don't get him, then I don't really care about the rest of the draft. Before the draft started, I gave up the uh, – I think I had the 304 and the 3 – uh in the 312 and i traded them for next year's picks like basically the way this this video started with y'all the live the live stream started with y'all i was saying that um this this class stinks and i was like i want to get rid of my third round picks i want to get rid of my um late second anything in the third fourth i will flip for next year's picks so i took two of my thirds and i flipped it for a third next year as well as a second next year and uh and I was happy to do so. I don't, I don't care about the picks right now because none of these guys are enticing to me. And, uh, and then the three Oh five, I just gave up to Yannick who took Chuba Hubbard. And for the three Oh five, I gave it up for two third round picks next year. So I doubled the na- the number of picks that I have for next year in the third round. And one of them is going to be, I think both of them have chances of being top half of the uh, third round pick. So three hundred five. One of them is probably going to be like the three, two or three, three. The other one's probably going to be in the three, seven to three ten range. So I was happy to do that. All right, guys, don't look at all these picks as shiny fucking players. A lot of these guys stink, man. This is not a good class. As hype, the, the the first the first round, the first 16, 17, 18 picks are good players. After that, don't get hung up on names just because you've been hearing them so much over the last whatever number of uh whatever number of uh I don't know what I was saying, but I'm trying to get this pick from Animal right now. I'm about to I'm about to start trade negotiations with Animal. I can't, you know what? I can't say who I want right now because I don't know who's watching this live stream. You know what's going to happen is like a lot of the guys I just named, I'm no longer going to be able to get on the taxi squad because all these fuckers are going to take him in the fourth round of the draft. Okay. Yeah, some surprising picks here. Some surprising picks here. You know, Snacks wanted Kadarius Tony, and I told him I wasn't taking him at two six, which is why he traded bike with me. Kellen Mond at two ten, Kyle Trask at two eleven. Though that that's just ill advised. Davis Mills at three two. Like, come on now. I, I I like the Kellen Mond pick, but there are guys on the board that I like more. Um, Kirk Cousins is gonna be a free agent next year, so Kellen Mond dual threat makes a lot of sense. I I I don't hate it. Uh, Kenny Gainwell in the second round. He's a fifth round pick. I'm Andre stevenson damian harris is the guy there as much as i like stevenson pat firemouth in the three three is fine it's not a tight end premium league so whatever chuba strictly a handcuff like eh, i don't give a shit i actually probably should have given a shit now that i think about it because i have christian mccaffrey and i had that pick but there's another player there's another player sitting there on the board that i want oh who's calling me right now We're live on television. What's up? Yeah, we'll for two hours. Two hours? Yeah, I just off and I I Jesus Christ. It's you guys hit somebody. Yeah, yeah I'm, on, I'm on. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. I'm at the end of it. I'm about to shut down. So we uh, so you're not having your thing. Damn. Does that mean I can come over at any time? You should get off, take a city bike back to my apartment. Alright, text me when you get home. Hello, sorry there's a, there's a damsel in distress That I need to take care of uh, I hope some of this information was useful I know rookie drafts are mad fun, but don't get in over your head And also also, We're going to be starting up, I haven't announced this yet But I'm getting into one more Dynasty startup draft this year I'm going to do one myself And it's going to be with Some of the slots I already taken We've got fake intern Tony We've got two of the Monkey Knife Fight giveaway winners From earlier this offseason We've got a winner from the Miami live stream, um, Isaiah Bay. We've got a couple other slots already taken, but there are going to be five or six slots open for y'all, the subscribers, for those of y'all that are in our discord and you get into discord by being a Patreon member, which you can do so at patreon.com slash BDGE. Um, on patreon you know you're getting our rankings obviously you're getting access to a lot of shit you're getting access to discord which is where i post any any uh any new links and shit so if we're doing like mock drafts and i'm like i need a couple of y'all to come mock draft with me to do tomorrow's youtube video whatever 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 that's where you get in so i'm gonna be starting a dynasty startup even if you miss the one that i'm in like we're we're doing dynasty startups in there all the time like you you get to be in dynasty startups with uh, other big dogs members so anyone in the discord can literally be like yo put me into a 50 or 100 league we'll get you know 10 other to 11 other big dogs in there with you guys and you guys fucking run it rip it and uh and live it up okay so that will be my goodbye to y'all i will see you I'll, i might be doing another live stream tomorrow i'm really liking the live streams they're a lot easier for me to do with my schedule right now because shit is still hectic i'm still moving into the new place and 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 waiting on a lot of things to to settle down but I, I still hope i'm getting you out some good rookie information for your stuff if you enjoyed the video make sure you hit the thumbs up if you are new to the channel make sure you subscribe we're probably going to start turning our focus more to season long and redraft stuff which obviously still helps you in dynasty because it's just straight up player analysis regardless it's the same shit Straight down your throat holes. That's all I got for y'all today. With love, thumbs up, subscribe, goodbye. This is the story
1: of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.